This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome to the Yoga and Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, a yoga teacher and embodiment teacher here in Austin, Texas. And I'm curious about all the things yoga and. Lately, I've been interested in the people in the yoga world who are contributing to their communities in creative and innovative ways. And today we will explore the subject of yoga and being exactly who you are. I'm especially excited about this episode because I'll be interviewing mother, writer, and yoga teacher, 20 years and counting, Lizzie Brooks. We will be discussing all about yoga and being yourself, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Joining us on today's episode is writer and yoga teacher who blends all things muscle and mindful, Lizzie Brooks. Hi. Hello. How are you today, Lizzie? I'm doing really well. I really appreciate that you're having me on. Yeah, I'm so happy you're here today. Uh, how how are you doing today? What's uh, what's new? Um, well, um, not a lot specifically today, but I guess the stuff that is newer is um, something that I think we'll probably talk about and discuss a little bit today is being in this world we're in right now with the quarantine and everything newer is, is what we're doing right now. Um, being instead of being face to face we're well, we are, I can see you on a screen, but actually not in person, um, being face to screen as I'm mm-hmm. also doing in my teaching now being face to screen. So that's new. Um, and it's kind of connecting for, I think a lot of people because we're all learning how to be techies and sound people and lighting people and all this stuff that like, I didn't learn this in teacher training. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So yeah, that's new, but everything's really good. Yeah. So, um, a little bit, those who are listening who may not know Lizzie yet, Lizzie, you've been teaching yoga for 20 years and you're a writer Mm -hmm. and you write about yoga and, um, you recently started a YouTube channel where you're teaching these really, really unique classes online. Some of the titles are, uh, quarantine, busy mind yoga, yoga for people who hate yoga, which I think is an awesome (laughs) title, uh, flow to get you out of Yeah. Um, A flow to get out of a funky mood. So you really teach to uh, like regular everyday people. You make it palatable for them, approachable for them. And I'm curious how you got these, these particular titles, but I mean, you have yoga for when you feel like shit. You have all these, (laughs) these really amazing um, titles I've never heard of. And and your yoga reflects this, um, this idea that it's for yoga who for pe- for regular people how did right. how did this come about well i think um, so when i started teaching yoga 20 years ago it it was so out there and foreign and you know there was no lululemon and you you literally wore your pajamas and finding a yoga studio was really difficult and being a yoga teacher was really kind of odd and there were a lot of misconceptions well there still are but that's a whole other conversation um, and actually i have a video coming out about why yoga people are so weird <laughs> Oh my gosh. I cannot wait for that one. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so basically I think what I look at is I take, um, 
questions I get and I, I marinate on them from various, you know, students and things like that, or just, um, feelings I get when I talk to people, I was saying, well, how are you? And most of the people were saying, you know, I feel like shit. <laughs> I feel like shit right now. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, let's be real. Here's some yoga for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what this is geared to. Um, and then yoga for busy minds and all of that kind of stuff. I think when we're in stress, when we're looping, especially during this time, and of course other times too, but it's really um, dense right now with that. I think it's important to look at a title and go, oh my gosh, that's, that's me. That I see what I need in that title versus just having a title like this is a flow, you know, and I do have yoga like that. I have core based flows and, you know, um, yoga for strength and, uh, you know, there's those different mm -hmm. things too, a little more generic, but I want people to see the title and, and it be more, on an emotional or psychological level that they might be choosing it versus only the physical level. Because there's how much yoga out is there out there? There's tons and there's tons of really mm -hmm. good stuff and really not so good stuff, but you could go on and find an hour flow, a million, a million hour flows, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to resonate with people on more of a heart level or even a humor level. Mm -hmm. um, and also let the yoga be more inviting if you're like, oh, so I thought all yogis were just in great moods all the time and <sighs> like they just wake up and like there's, you know, the birds are chirping and they hug a tree and then, you know, and they wake <laughs> up at five in the morning. You're like, nope. Uh, no, I'm not up no. at five in the morning unless something's really wrong. Um, so <laughs> I, I just want it to be very accessible on a relatable human level. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like you draw inspiration from listening to your students and, yes. and you're and it's, and because of that, you're in conversation with it. It's not you alone saying, okay, I'm going to teach, teach a video that's this and this you're really integrating and I bet your students love also being part of this process. Yeah. They see that you're inspired by them. They see the product. They see, mm -hmm. they see the video and it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And, and I bet your students really feel connected to you. They on do. That way. And we've had such fun communication and through this, um, I've been able to connect with students who I taught years ago in Houston and all these people because, you know, sometimes we frown upon all this technology, oh, technology, but because of this and because this being in quarantine lit a fire under my butt to actually go digital, I've connected mm -hmm. with people who I haven't seen or taught um, or spoken to for, you know, 15 years. And they're saying, oh my gosh, I just, I, you know, when we were talking, oh, I just told you that. And now there's a video about it. And that's so funny. And they know even without me saying anything, there's a nod to them. This mm -hmm. video is a nod to you. And also um, I did ask on Facebook, you know, what, what kind of videos do you guys want? And um, now I've been putting out some of those, most of the people there asked for something physically uh, you know, like some people said, well, I want a full core or I want a 30 minute this or that, or I want yoga for anxiety or something. So I went ahead and did those. And then I was able to go back to the thread and just say, Hey, that's up now, you know? And it, and the fun part is, is those people were so shocked that when I said, what kind of videos do you want? They kind of put it out there and forgot about it. And then one was actually made for them. So um, I'm trying awesome. to tailor it to people. And even if it's just kind of for one person, I, they, they feel heartened and, um, and they appreciate it, but also it's, it winds up being good for other people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also love how lighthearted you are in your classes before quarantine. I would take your classes and um, mm -hmm. they were always just so, you don't, you take the practice seriously, but you don't take yourself seriously. And that shows up in your videos as well. And I think everyone really appreciates that lightheartedness. We need lightheartedness, especially right now. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. I think sometimes um, it can be misconstrued where people, they think, oh, Lizzie, she's, that silly teacher or she's that funny. She can be really funny. Not that there aren't other funny teachers. There definitely are. But I think when you haven't taken my classes, 
and you hear, oh, she's funny, you might think I take the pra- I don't take the practice seriously. And so mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I absolutely take the yoga seriously, but there's a levity to things so that we don't kind of delve so deep and get um, into, well, I didn't quite do that perfectly, so I'm not as yogic as I, as I want to be or this and that. I mean that the yoga isn't really even the postures and that we could, you know, still talk for hours about that too. Yeah. That's, a, that's an aspect of it for sure. Um, but I have taken yoga classes where the teacher, and sometimes in a class, the teacher is up on like a stand or an altar or some kind of a higher ground. And I know a lot of that time it's because of a, a physical view, but sometimes it's in a small room and the teacher's still high up. And I, I always, I, if I can avoid being higher up than a student, I'm going to avoid it. So there were times when my classes were smaller and I didn't have as many people in them and they were, even though they were in a large room and I would sit on the floor at the same level, just because uh, I don't want to come in there like, hey, I know more than you. I'm in some way better or more evolved than you or anything like that. I don't actually think that's true. And I don't want to put that distance between myself and the students. So keeping everything sort of on the same plane we all have light, we all have dark, we all have great days and off days and and all of that. And I think the more that you are open about that, the more your students will come to you and the more you'll resonate with people instead of going in there and like, welcome today's class you know this very i I wrote a yoga international article about it and it says like we all know the yoga voice you know Mm -hmm. that and it's fine to have a soothing voice and all that kind of stuff but when what comes with it is a personality of kind of being above or better somehow it it puts me off and Mm -hmm. i i want to be relatable yeah yeah. Wise Very words. Yeah. Honest and relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I really love what you're about. And um, I always ask on the show, the one question I consistently ask people, what is your personal definition of yoga? Well, it has changed for me over the years. I was just saying that just a second ago about like how asana and the poses, that used to be yoga to me. Like when I first went to my first yoga class, I was like, oh, this is it. You, you do the poses and you look like Madonna. <laughs> and you get, you know, really great muscles and like you're a badass. Um, and, and then over time, it has shifted to be just a, a broader way of life. And, um, I do not ever want to be not practicing what I preach. And in fact, like I was telling you when we started this, that we, I had an argument with my husband last night and even while I'm being like a jerk and I, I know I'm being a jerk right now. I'm more mad. I'm, I'm more mad at myself because I'm like, Oh girl, you better practice what you preach. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm always checking myself in this realm of yoga as a way of life where it is being a better version um, Mm -hmm. than than maybe that kind of first annoying, I want to act like a baby and stomp my feet version and Mm -hmm. just um, taking a pause and uh, coming into the breath and just asking yourself like what's important right now. Mm. Yeah very layered very yeah that is a that is a awesome answer yeah a vast way of life (laughs) a vast way well it it sounds it it sounds like that is you taking yoga into all aspects of your life yeah um yeah not just on your mat but in daily life with in relationships right um not reacting but taking that pause yeah. And like, let me say again, if, if this is about being authentic, oh, I reacted. <laughs> <laughs> but you were aware. You were aware. But I was aware in the aware moment that I was yeah. reacting. And, and also what I was willing to say 
yes, I apologize for this. No, not necessarily that, you know, it's kind of like piecing together and also standing up for yourself for what the parts that you really felt truly you needed to say and how you Mm. needed to be, but also going like, even today, I was like, all right, I'll try harder. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Being willing to be like, oops, my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, in one of your bios, you describe yourself as a yoga mutt. Would you mm. care to explain what a yoga mutt is? So I don't follow any one lineage. I don't follow any one teacher or guru or anything like that. And that is not to say that I look down upon anyone who does that. Like if mm. you find something that you're like, oh man, like that covers it all. I love that. And, or I love that person and their, their way of teaching. I think it's so awesome. Like, great. You found it and it, it kind of hones things for you. But for me, I never really found that. And in fact, I found so many different teachers that I liked and so many different aspects of different types of yoga that I liked that I didn't want to just, um, say I'm only this, I only teach this style or I only teach this way that this teacher has taught me or anything like that. I want to pick and choose and kind of mix it up sort of like mm-hmm. a little a little puppy dog mix where it comes out and you're like, what type of dog are you? I can't even tell because you're such a mix of so many things. Um, and that's kind of the, the thing with being a yoga mutt is I want to piece together all of the things that I have found valuable and make something new. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And you integrate weights in your yoga. Where did that come from? How did that evolve? So I do, it's funny right now, people are liking the just regular yoga videos over the weights videos, the weights videos I'm doing as well. Um, But I'm still going to do them because, um, and I had actually a lot of students order weights for the first time to just give it a try. And um, because I'm actually a convert. So when I used to do yoga only, I would be like, I never, I don't want to use weights. I'm never going to use weights. Yoga is enough for me. And I'm never going to use those machines at a gym. God forbid. (laughs) And, um, I just did a a video that talks a little bit about this too, but I have changed in that I have, this actually is in my video. I have never been stronger in my life. I'm 40 years old and I've never been stronger in my life than when I'm using and integrating weights. Um, Mm. because when you carry more weight and you are holding them in your arms or squatting down or doing this, it sends a message to your body like, Oh, there's more we have to stabilize for. And there's, we have to grow some muscle for this. So I decided to do that when I realized that as a yogi and only doing yogi, I was strong, but not as strong as I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty darn flexible. And I felt like I had, and I'm not the most flexible person at all. I actually was not born flexible. So I do have to work for it. <clears throat> mm. But I realized I strength means something to me. And I want to feel super physically capable as well as capable emotionally and mentally and all those other le- levels. But mm-hmm. I wanted to feel stronger. So I just started itty bitty little bits, you know, and just integrating a little bit. I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, But over time, I was like, whoa, I am stronger. And this chaturanga that I'm taking right now feels like a breeze compared to before. So Mm -hmm. it actually made my yoga less of a struggle and more enjoyable just by getting a little bit more fit. Now, (laughs) the other (laughs) side of that is I'm less flexible Mm -hmm. than when I only do yoga. Mm -hmm. So if I do the weights, I'm stronger than when I only do yoga. But if I don't do the weights, I'm more flexible than when I'm doing weights. So it's a little bit of a trade-off. And I think everybody just has to decide what they really want, how much flexibility, how much um, strength and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think the weights are, uh, some days I look at the weights and I'm like, nope, not not touching you. (laughs) Uh, So I usually do the weights on a day when I feel really oxygenated and really awake and pretty good. So Mm. that's when I'm going to use it. But I I don't push through weights usually unless I'm feeling pretty capable and having a really good physical day. 
Yeah. Mm. So it's not every day. Not every day. Mm-mm. No. That's, that's good. And that's for something to, something uh, to think about for those who are listening. Um, you know, if you mentioned Chaturanga, like if you're feeling weak in Chaturanga, maybe look into weights mm-hmm. Um, Uh Or arm balances is what I'm thinking of. Also good for bone density as we age, right? See, that's the other thing. Um, Joints and bone density and things like that. um, Really, really good for for that. It's like you need to, so we always sometimes think of stress as a bad thing, but there are Mm -hmm. certain stressors that when you give to your bones or your joints or things like that, or your muscles, then they adapt and Mm -hmm. change based on those and actually get stronger. Stronger. So that's the type of thing. And, and I, I say this in one of those videos too, that you are, I kind of have muscle and mindful days. So like you have Mm -hmm. to have days when you're resting Uh, for me, that's my take on it. And if you're breaking down, so when you're working your body a lot, and especially with weights, you're making little, you know, microscopic, I know you know this, but making little microscopic tears in your muscles and those actually have to rebuild. So working out with the weights is kind of breaking you down (laughs) in the muscles and you have to build that back up and everything has to remineralize and the protein has to, you know, so I don't, I, those people who are like, you got to hit the gym and work out every day and not, that's not for me. (laughs) me That's not for me. Um, and you know, hats off if it's for you and you know, more power to you. But no, I'm in, I'm in kind of the, the workout, work hard, and then the, maybe the next day do a little less, a little rest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about your dance parties, your yoga dance parties. <laughs> Are you going to do them online? I think you should do them online. Well, there's, this is sort of boring, but there is stuff with like music rights and all of this kind of stuff. So I'm, oh, I haven't gone down yeah. because I've been learning so much about YouTube and lighting and all this kind of and sound and all that. I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of figuring that out. Um, but I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I have, I have my two cents to interject Ooh, because I've been teaching interject. live classes online. Um, just Spotify, okay. share whatever Spotify playlist with whoever shows up mm. and then you just hit play at the same time. So you're not actually, you can't really oh. hear them. Like you can right. have, you can have them mute yourself. Mute, like we're on a zoom call right now, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you can have everyone in the class mute themselves and you could even not have, you could have your music in the background. Anyway, right. that's that maybe, Ooh. maybe for another time we could talk about it, but I might have solutions for you. Oh, I think you I should do it. This. I think it I'm would be, so I want to take it. Anyone who has solutions for me, tell <laughs> me I am all ears. Yes. No, so that the, is so if you wouldn't mind explaining your yoga dance parties, cause people who are listening may not, may not have heard of them. Yeah. Uh, they're really fun. Yeah, I do different, um, I've done them a few different ways. Some of them are almost like a half and half, half yoga, half dance party, um, where I might be instructing the dance for a portion and then also free dance for a portion. So it's, um, it's not fully like I'm going to, okay, guys, now we're all going to tap our foot to the right and bring it back in and tap our foot to the right and bring it back in. It's not that the whole time. It is also just the freedom to feel the music however you like, but also some of it is um, slightly choreographed to the point where if you've never done a dance class in your life, you're still okay. Um, movement and breathing and getting into your lungs and that cardiovascular element of it and hearing that music I think what happens when, with adults that we stop dancing, uh, there, there are less opportunities, I, I would, I think, to dance. Not that, I mean, you could totally just do it at home on your own and dance around the kitchen. I love to do that. My son really um, is so happy about that. <laughs> my 12-year-old loves to look at mom in the kitchen dancing around and he's like, oh my God. Um, so... Yeah. So basically it's remembering fun, remembering Mm. silliness, remembering not to take yourself so seriously, getting into your lungs, getting into your body. Um, Movement is key. And um, that whole thing of like, it doesn't actually matter if anyone's looking at you or not looking at you or just move. Like, I think so many people don't move because they're embarrassed or they think like I'm not moving well enough or mm-hmm. so I purposely, when I teach these, I 
dance like I like to dance, but I also just kind of do silly, crazy movement. I'll just kick and I'll do something, you know, dumb and I'll just move a little side to side. So that if I'm doing, so if the instructor isn't this like amazing, like hip hop dancer or can do all this kind of stuff, then they're like, oh, this is totally, I have permission to move however the heck I want to. Yeah. 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 So I I think it's great. Yeah. And what I like about, I like that it goes back to your lightheartedness, that humor that, Mm -hmm. and you're so right. There isn't really a place for adults or my, my experience has been like, you go to the club and you're expected to dance sexy and I'm mm-hmm. a goofy person mm-hmm. and I dance ironically, but I'm like a 34 yes. year old woman. So like, that's like really taboo, right? <laughs> no, that's totally so, oh, so what, what I, so I really love going to, to your dance parties because, um, you know, I think of it as kirtan. So kirtan mm-hmm. is the singing, right? But, yeah. but, everyone's singing, but no one's singing to perform, right? Right. So your dance parties are there, but nobody's trying to impress anyone else. I mean, really, I mean, you know, you could say, oh yeah, I go and dance with my friends and no one's trying to, but when you're at the club, Uh there is, there is something, there's something intimidating about that for if you're really uncomfortable dancing and your, your parties are not like that. They're very unintimidating. There are, you know, like adult dance classes and things like that as well. So I would urge people to look into those, especially when Mm -hmm. we come out of all this, but also if you want to change your mood, um, and I, and I talk about this in one of my videos too, about staying positive in a quote negative world, it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course the breath and then making a decision and there's all sorts of things, but I didn't mention this in the video and I'm glad that we're talking about it now is turn on music. I, how, I mean, how quickly can your mood change when your favorite mm-hmm. song comes on and when you start tapping your foot and then you're moving around. Mm-hmm. And so I would urge people even now, even if you kind of don't feel like it, maybe just turn it on and see what happens, you know, turn, just, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I'm really bogged down. I'm having a day. I don't want to do this. And you know, that's fine. Maybe don't do it, but maybe on another day go, well, I'll just turn this on and see. And something magical might happen where you do start to move and then you dance around for 10 minutes and then, whoa, you got into your lungs and your body and your soul and your spirit and you felt better and you made a major mood shift. Mm -hmm. So yeah, through music, through movement. Absolutely. And I I do remember my cardiovascular getting addressed at your dance parties. Cause <laughs> yes. it is, I remember like, yes. being like, wow, I really work my body mm-hmm. and I didn't know I would be working that hard. You don't realize yes. it. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But that, that's a gift that you give people is whatever you're teaching, you give them, you hold them in this space that they, they really do feel comfortable and safe and that, you know, it can be goofy or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you still like your job of, helping people be in their bodies is just, you know, you've, you've done it. You've done it beautifully. And, well, I really uh, appreciate that. I really hope so. Oh, I yes. really hope so. Um, let's talk more about your writing and what inspired your uh, specifically. So you've written for Yoga International, for Elephant Journal. One of your articles, Break the Rules. Um, oh, hold on. One of, one of your articles is Confession of a Yoga Teacher, Four Ways to Break the Rules, which is very punk rock if you think about it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like the least punk rock. I'm such a dork. I'm like, break the rules, breaking the law. Like, God. Um, I, it's so funny. I, I am a, I, I feel like I'm very much in line with rules, but also breaking the ones that I just don't agree on. <laughs> No, in a loving, nice, gentle way. Like I, um, I want people to know that they are invited to come to yoga. And I know, like we were saying earlier, there are misconceptions. And so a lot of students have said in the past, oh, you know, I used to think like everybody was going to be super flexible or they were going to be this age or there weren't going to be this amount of injuries or, you know, that, that you're addressing or things like that. Or, and they didn't feel comfortable or they didn't feel like they looked good that day or they hadn't washed their hair or whatever, you know. Um, and so it was my way of saying, no, you just show up. Like you'd show up and no one actually, everyone is 
humans, we're kind of stuck in our in ourselves. We're really kind of wrapped up in ourselves most of the time. I mean, if we're being real. And the people on their own mat are generally thinking about themselves and they're mm-hmm. kind of concerned about their own practice and what they're doing. They're, you come in, you do your own thing. They come in, they do their own thing. And um, some of the things also, and I, I wrote that article a long time ago, but now it's, I'm recalling it. Um, it's basically showing up even if uh, you don't feel your best and just doing whatever works for you. And basically, if you don't feel like you look the part, you do look the part because you're a human. <laughs> so, um, and the other was, you know, it, sometimes ignoring the teacher. So that was, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I was so happy when Yoga International agreed to publish this um, because they went along with me even through the edits where I said, yeah, you know, you basically might hear instruction that doesn't work for you. And that yoga teacher in front of you is not perfect and they're not inside your body or your heart or your mind. And they don't have to walk away after this class feeling a certain way. They, they're going to mm-hmm. come away from it with their stuff and you're going to go away with yours. So you need to leave the class feeling better, hopefully, than when you walked in. And that means making decisions for yourself. And sometimes what the teacher says is not going to work. It's just not going to work for your body or your state of mind. Mm-hmm. And that's when you make the choice for yourself what's, what's better. And sometimes that means that you know exactly what to do. Maybe that's coming down to child's pose or something. Um, or maybe it's asking a question. Maybe it's in the middle of the class. You're freaking confused. Like you have no idea what's going on. And what a terrible feeling for students when they feel like everyone else knows. They all knew. And then I didn't know because the teacher just called out like this Sanskrit word uh-huh. And I don't know how to make that in my body. Like, I don't know what that is to just sometimes say, Oh, excuse me. Like, can you um, clarify that? Or can you come over and help me or something like that? It doesn't mean that you would do that 10 times in a class. It uh-huh. just means um, getting what you need. So yeah, breaking the rules within reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Breaking, breaking the rules gently and lovingly and knowing why if you have a good enough reason, not just because you're pissed one day, you you know, but um, yeah, having that, um, that inside that authority inside yourself to say, you know what, I need clarification. Um, Please help me out. Um, And yeah, some of the articles, they've allowed me to have some of my silliness in and um, that lightheartedness as well. And I, I really think they're a great, they're a great publication. Yeah. And my children's books also, I think are, um, as my agent has said, they're kind of equal parts. Um, oh, and my yoga mentor, uh, excuse me, writing mentor, equal parts, heart and, um, like silliness. Mm. So I think that's sort of kind of my thing is like, I want the heart, I want the depth and then also the, the lightheartedness together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I can't help, but meld that into my teaching and my writing. Mm. Well, if you think about if you didn't have the lightheartedness, um, it would be hard for people to want to open to mm-hmm. receive the heart, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that warmth, the, um, the hey, you know, we're all in this together, you know, that, yes. that people feel comfortable, people want to receive your, um, your gifts. Oh, thanks. Well, some of my favorite times in yoga classes when I'm teaching face-to-face in actual public classes are when the students like will crack up or they might say something and then another student says something to them and then they all laugh. And it's kind of like, I just feel like sometimes like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing my dumb voice. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up, Lizzie. Oh, you know. And so it's so nice when it's more of a community thing. And we're all having that moment together or they'll interject something or they will ask me a question. And, and it's one of those old sayings that if someone in the room has a question, probably someone else in the room has a question. Um, and then yeah. I get to tailor it to them or what they're feeling instead of me just saying, this is probably what you want to know. This is probably what I need to say. Maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. but I like when the, when it becomes more of a family feeling and more mm. of less of a monologue and more of a dialogue. Yeah. So it's a commu- a real community yeah. that you've created for your, within the yoga world 
that and they've it, created it too. I mean, yeah, it's they've really, yeah, those folks have really created it in a huge way. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking about, because in one of your articles, um, you mentioned about being a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Would you want to speak to how that shifted out, how you shifted out of being a people pleaser? So I haven't fully shifted out of being a people pleaser. Okay. (laughs) So so I think the wording is probably recovering. Recovering. Was recovered. So in the vein of being, you know, exactly me and authentic and honest, um, it's recovering. So I still have my moments of trying to please everybody. I want to be able to provide in the same way that I talked about, like, this is what the students wanted. So I'm going to provide it. That's sort of Mm -hmm. a people pleasing type of a thing, but it's also a connecting type of a thing. So I think it has its place. Um, and I think it serves a real purpose. Um, I am much better these days. And it's so funny. So much of what we're talking about is in one of my other things, but like, it's so, it's, it's so uh, overlapping is that I learned how to say no after my son was born. He's 12 now. And I also had and still have, you know, some autoimmune issues, uh, thyroid problems. There, there's, a, there's a lot of things that, that really zap my energy and uh, make me not feel good and feel really um, exhausted. And mm. so when you are sometimes I think, and I'm sure people can relate, and I think women, I feel this is, is, happens in women a lot too. Not that it doesn't happen in men, but that we feel like we have to say yes when someone asks us something. And if, even if it's like to go out or do something, we feel like we, and, and we've, and even if it really is like, I don't want to do that at all. And then we're like, okay. Um, and then the moment comes around where you're supposed to do it. And you're like, I don't want to do this. Why did I say that? And then you feel obligated and there's this whole spiral of, ah, and then you get negative and you're mad and whatever. And it's all, it's not just about going out. It's about helping with something or being a part of something or something that just, it's really not working for you. And now you've said yes. And now you're mad at yourself and it creates almost like a negativity spiral and then you're exhausted. And there, um, there's a quote, um, and I wrote it down. It's, um, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but, but Naomi Sahib Nye, it's, uh, the quote says, I say yes when I mean no, and the wrinkle grows. <laughs> the wrinkle, <laughs> right? So how many times have people, and not just people pleasers, but all uh, across the gamut, have mm-hmm. we said yes and really meant deep inside, like our authentic, true nature self really was screaming no, or even mm-hmm. whispering no, and we did not listen. And we said yes, and now we feel like, ugh, now I got to do that. I don't want to do that. So I think that you got to sometimes lovingly say no, and I do that like I said, better now. And you realize that life goes on Mm -hmm. and the people who you want in your life understand. And, you know, it doesn't, things don't spiral out of control. It's fine. You said no and you moved on and it, and you now have some energy, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and some reserves when you need them versus saying yes to every single thing. And I think the best thing to, to take away too from being a people pleaser is know which people in your life you would do anything really for at two in the morning and who would do the same for you. And I think that those are the people that you should keep in your core group and the other people. Great. You'd be super kind and super nice and all that kind of stuff, but don't spread yourself so thin that you are depleted and you're not filling back up. And I don't ever want my students to feel like that with doing too much exercise or too much. I mean, it's like any, anything, you know, that whole everything in moderation. 
Mm -hmm. I think this applies here. People pleasing in moderation. <laughs> yeah. You know, without burning out and making sure that you realize that you don't be so bold as to think that what you do and how you act has this huge impact on everyone else. And if you're not there, it's so terrible. It's like, guess what? You're not that important. I'm not that important. <laughs> like they would like me there maybe, but I'm not there and they're still having a great time. Um, you know, it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. And piggybacking off of that, I think um, if you say no to people and they get really upset and this is just, I'm just, I'm talking to whoever's listening out there you know, maybe they're not supposed to be in their life, in your yeah. life. If they're yeah. so mad, if, mm -hmm. if they're sucking you dry. And then also I want to say one more thing because I'm such a feminist. Maybe <laughs> we've been taught to not say no because we don't want to be called the B word, you know, yes. um, men yes. aren't called that when they right. say no, right. um, you know, and I think, yeah. I think younger generations are shifting out of that. I mean, I see, I see a shift Yes. with like people younger than me being really okay with saying no women. Yes. Um, and so I'm learning from younger generations. Oh, a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. In fact, my husband taught me so much because when I used to be more of a people pleaser, if someone asked me to do something and I couldn't do it for A, B or C reason, whatever, I would, maybe if say they asked me an email, <clears throat> I would then write this long ass email back <laughs> with all the reasons, like literally like when I was born, no, um, it wasn't maybe not that much, but it would be yeah. like this whole reason. So they knew not to take it personally, personally, really trying not to hurt their feelings. And like, I really couldn't do it, but here's why. And he, as a male, and I'm not saying this is every male, but for him, mm -hmm. it was like, just say, no, I can't like have a great time. Like you can be short and sweet and still cordial and respectful and it's fine. So sometimes, and I still do this, I will find myself writing a lot more and kind of give it like light, lining my excuses in and whatever. And then I just delete almost the entire thing and then sign my name. And, and I, it, I don't know if that's more of a mask. It seems like it's a little more in the men that I know, a little more, more direct and direct, you know, sometimes a quality and not that women don't have that, but I'm like, what would, what would James, what would my husband write? Yeah. And then I write what I want to write. Um, and it still has totally, it's still Lizzie, but then I just delete three sentences. <laughs> so, and then it's still what I want to write, but I didn't delve into, you know, my life story. Yeah. I, I used to do the exact same thing. And I think I've dated people or maybe, maybe it's been friends. I think it's been both. I've had mm -hmm. people say, you don't have to explain yourself, Ashley. Right. You don't have to explain yourself. So mm -hmm. until this day, because I'm also in recovery of being a people pleaser, <laughs> I, if I'm texting someone and I say no, and actually I feel like, um, I'll say no too much because I'm making up for lost time. Oh, and I can always sure. say yes after oh, sure. you get those uh, you know, the pendulum, <laughs> the pendulum swings the other way. But um, I've practiced saying no a lot, you know, mm -hmm. throughout my life recently. And, um, and I'd still have to edit my texts, like, yes. like, just like what yeah. you're saying. All right, Lizzie, uh, you are exactly yourself and yoga has, I believe helped you become the person you are. Can you speak a little more to those listening who might be new to yoga? How can yoga help you to become exactly yourself? Well, I do want to say before I kind of fully answer that is that um, I, I want to point out that I wasn't always feeling as comfortable with being exactly myself. <clears throat> so for anyone out there who, who deals with that, um, I like, even when I started teaching yoga, I would go to other teachers classes and I would think, Oh, well they said it this way or they did it this way. So like, maybe I should do it that way. Or is that better? And, and there's something to be said for just having people inspire you or learning from people. And like, that's totally good. If you learn something somewhere and I, people, students come to me all the time or, or teachers and they'll say, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. Can I steal that? You know? And we lovingly just go, yeah, take it away. You know, or that thing you did with the toes and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's great. And I never am so bold to think that I made up everything in yoga because 
you didn't. Like, you don't own yoga. So there are times when I have felt less authentic. But yoga just helps me take a pause and a breath and constantly reevaluate my position on things. Um, and helps me to be a little less attached to the past so that I can put myself more in the present moment. And I think when you're in the present moment and you're not thinking about what that person did in the past or how you were in the past, or you can go, okay, um, how do I want to face this exactly now with the set of, with the information I have now, with how I'm feeling right now, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think it helps me to adapt and I think it can help people to adapt to new situations. So you and I were working for a yoga studio that is no longer. And, um, I worked there for 14 years and, um, it was kind of like, I, I, I never thought it would be gone. Like in my head, it's like, this yeah. is going to be here forever. I mean, uh, it, that's how it felt. And so when it, uh, was no longer, I, I think yoga helped me to not just go, oh, uh oh, well, now I can't do anything because that's what I did and now it's gone. That doesn't mean that it's wrong to mourn that or be upset about that. Absolutely, you should. But I think it also pushes me to go, okay, pull myself up by the bootstraps, mm -hmm. find my breath, what's next? Like, wh wh where am I now? What skills do I have? What can I provide and move forward rather than getting stuck in the past? So I think um, that that whole present moment, we hear it all the time. It's almost become cliche at this moment, but it's so true. What do you have now? What can you actually, what's in your control at this moment? Are you in your breath? Um, being exactly yourself is what direction are you going to take it? What do you have that's unique to you? that is going to propel you forward and make um, your classes or what you have to say desirable to other people um, versus just being a puppet and just saying, oh, I, I heard this and I'm just going to you know, say that again. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes it takes a moment to see what is, what is actually you. What is, is that, does my take or my stance that I had five years ago, is that still my stance? Um, that constant reevaluation, mm. or or can I take something new that I've learned and um, transmit it into what is now? And <clears throat> I was just talking to James, to my husband, about this. We were saying how much we he said, and this I, this is true of myself too. How much he likes to be proven wrong, mm. and I I loved that because. It means that we don't have to get stuck and dig our heels in all the time and say, I believe this and this is never going to change and my, I can't be changed and this is, no, it's, it's, it's great that we have, that we can stick our heels in and, and believe what, it, or stand for what we think is right. But if you're given new information, are, and, and then you really do change inside and something, are you willing to say, okay, what I thought before and where I had previously really dug in maybe isn't how I feel anymore. Um, and to say, oh, I, I think I'm, I have a better idea of things now. So um, moving, moving forward. So being adaptable, uh, yoga has helped me to be adaptable and I think it can help people to be adaptable and be um, in the present moment. Um. In your opinion, what is, what is it particularly about yoga versus other things like weight training um, that makes you adaptable? What, what is it? Because I, I used to teach Pilates for a really long time, mm -hmm. and that's also mind-body, but I wouldn't say Pilates makes people feel adaptable, mm -hmm. but I would say yoga makes people feel adaptable. Um, think, what, yeah. what is your take on that? I think, so I, when I say yoga and I was talking about it in a broader sense earlier, when I teach a public, mm -hmm. public class, I take a reading in. So I start every single class with a reading and my students really love like Mark Nepo for number one. So if, if you guys haven't checked out Mark Nepo, you might <clears throat> do that. Uh, the book of awakening is my favorite of his. Mm. And I think it's that we look at it more as a way of life. And we could take like, so I've never been to a Pilates class where they did like a reading 
or the same type of centering or maybe saying an ohm or anything. It's kind of like, let's get right into it. And I love Pilates. And I, and I actually infuse some Pilates into my <clears throat> yoga classes. Um, it's same thing with a weight training class. Like I've never been uh-huh. to a weight training class where they're like, and Pemetrodrin said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's that we look at it as a betterment of ourselves, not just physically. So it is taking those other layers the emotional, the spiritual, and the mental layers and addressing them more than just, hey, we have bigger biceps now. Um, And so I like, so I'm not a huge, mm, I love to point my students who are looking for something in particular to other people if I'm not an expert on it. So I think that's also the way to be exactly who you are is to go, I don't know. So <laughs> saying no and also I don't know are really important. Mm. And I used to mm. think I had to know everything, but that's impossible. And so mm. if there is something, so since yoga is so layered and you could be learning all this anatomy and Sanskrit and the postures and therapeutics and I mean, so many things that you can't be an expert in every single one. Mm. Um, but yoga has taught me to say, you know, I don't know. I know a, a good deal about A, but not maybe B or C, but you know who does, and then sending them, you know, to, to someone who does, that you don't have to know it all. And I've kind of gone down a rabbit hole with your question, but mm. <laughs> there's, just, there's just so much here. Well, but the, the being adaptable part, it sounds like the I don't know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that brings up a curiosity, a question of, uh, and being open to that you don't have all the answers. So the, the, the not being in certainty all the time, Mm -hmm. there's more gray and therefore you adapt to being in the gray area. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. And I, I'm, I love being in the black or white. (laughs) So it's, well, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's it's great to realize when things actually, even when you think you're in the black, you're not. And when you're, you think you're in the white, you're not. So Mm -hmm. what is, you know, those two extremes is like, what is that actually? No, you're basically in gray a lot, but to feel confident in yourself in a certain realm can feel more black or white. Mm -hmm. than say feeling like you're wavering. Not that we haven't felt wavering, but I think if you take a moment like yoga tells us to do and take a breath and then you sit with it and close your eyes. So close off that sense of sight and go inside and you sit and you know, you know how you feel. If you delve down long enough, you're going to find something that speaks louder to you than the other things. And and you've got to trust that. Like um, when they say, when you're like trying to make a decision and they say, okay, well, if, if you throw a coin up in the air and one answer is the heads and one answer uh-huh. is the tails, if it's up in the air and you only have one choice to make, which one it's going to land on, you kind of have internally, you know, intrinsically, deeply, y- you do know. It's just whether or not you're going to listen to it, I think a lot of the times. So I, so you're saying yoga puts you more into your gut sense and then that therefore makes you more adaptable because it's like you have this inner compass that Mm -hmm. you can constantly connect with when, Mm -hmm. when shit hits the fan and and life changes, Mm -hmm. um, as we're experiencing right now with quarantine, you have this access to your gut feeling through yoga that you may not have in other forms. Absolutely. I love, could could you just answer the questions for me? Because... (laughs) Your answers are so like, and I'm relating it back to the question. And mine are like, they just take a path that's like through the woods and then there's no breadcrumbs back to the question. <laughs> I'm just relaying back to what you're no, saying. Right. Yeah. The best Cliff Notes version of my terrible meandering answers. So good. Oh, I, I, I love I love your answers, by <laughs> the way. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> like, let's so, organize this, please. Professionalism you can expect from my yoga classes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Um, so what are you curious about right now? Um, actually that's 
I'm actually curious about what we, what we started talking about, just this online stuff. I mean, I am so curious about how people learn, what makes them um, tune in, um, what is their decision on, like, how long do people want to work? How long do, do they want to, to do a breath work? How, I mean, it's almost like you're, hmm, you're trying to offer something and you don't quite know exactly what people who learn in this modality are into because I've only done, you know, except for the past two months, face-to-face -face stuff. Um, I am interested in making everything really quality um, and learning more about even just the technical side of things. Like when you were telling me that you could, you know, teach me about some of these other things, I'm like, yes, tell me. I'm so curious about that. This whole online world where you can reach more people and just knowing how they want to be reached and what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, if I'm being as honest as absolutely possible, I do want to grow. I do want to market in a way where people, where I'm not like um, pushy or gimmicky or anything like that, but that's very palatable and people go, oh yeah, okay, she's really human and like, that makes me want to subscribe to that channel. That makes me want to actually do her video. Um, so it's learning about people. I, I see so many gimmicks used like, like women. We're talking about this feminism. We're talking about uh, being exactly you. And I have seen a lot and it, it does upset me a bit that some women who have a great product might put on, you know, a bikini or barely be wearing any clothes and then they'll do this yoga practice or take a picture and then it's got like a, a roomy quote under it, um, you know, in the guise of being really kind of, I guess, evolved and spiritual. And not to say that person isn't evolved and spiritual. It's just, it seems like a little bit of clickbait to get followers and I'm unwilling to use a sexual body thing to do that. And, you know, um, so learning how to grow and be seen and have people, um, you know, follow your, your videos and stuff like that without, um, going against what you believe in and just letting the content speak for itself. Um, Lizzie's videos are on YouTube. When you hit the subscribe button, it really helps the YouTube, um, the YouTuber. So it, it helps with al algorithms. So her videos have more potential to just like pop up now. Yes, be um, seen by more to people. Be seen. Otherwise you get lost. You get yeah. so lost in the mix. Um, so please. Credibility. It just basically says this there, it lends credibility to the actual channel and everything I put out is free. So subscribing, hitting, it's literally hitting the button that says subscribe is totally free. You're never going to get spammed by me. You're never going to pay one red cent. I know that I think the word subscription is like, we think of like, like in the 90s and you had a subscription to a magazine and you paid for it and it came and whatever. And some people do have paid subscriptions. I don't mm -hmm. have that. Everything I have is free. But so many, so many students contacted me and they said, Lizzie, like, I'd love to do your YouTube stuff, but I don't have the money for a subscription right now. Um, and I know you said to subscribe. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's literally just, just tap that button, please. Um, and people, they, I think you used to be able to make some money on YouTube, but now unless you have no. millions and millions of followers, you, you can't really make it. It just helps you get more, you're, you're just broadcast a little further. And unless you get to a thousand, you're, um, you're basically kind of dead in the water. I've been doing it for two months. I think I have like 220 something subscribers. I think you've been um, doing great. Like watching oh, you, you do a lot of videos every week. They're yeah, high quality. And, and I'm not a numerology person, but I looked at your stats today, like your number of videos and then your number of subscribers. And you have a lot of twos. 
like two oh, so really like duality it. duality oh, like balance oh. and then i was looking at your uh, articles and you have a lot of fours which is stability like four ways oh. to four rules to break That's, yes oh okay. so i think yeah, the numbers yeah and and so so going back to that whole gimmicky thing the the only okay. thing that i think that you could consider gimmicky are yes is my puppy sometimes in my videos yes jojo is adorable he's effing adorable <laughs> let's be real <laughs> um i would be an a total jerk if I didn't put her in the videos and let y'all see it. Um, so, and also like, I just have to watch my dog sometimes and I'm doing a video. So that's where yeah. my dog is. So sorry, like she might knock over the lighting, but she's here. Um, uh -huh. and that's the other thing, like I keep in the flaws. So I think the main things that I'm a stickler on are the lighting and the sound have to be good. Okay. Mm -hmm. The production has to be decent. Do I have a team? Do I, can I do anything more than I'm doing? No, but that has to be okay. And then if I trip over my words, if I tell you the wrong side, if my dog is, you know, um, licking my face while I'm in Shavasana, if I'm, those stay in the video because it's wonderful. It's wonderful mm -hmm. to go, Hey, Hey, guess what? This is real. Does this ever happen to you? It probably does. You can probably relate to this. So it leaves moments for humor and laughter and connection and, the flaws are where we see ourselves and other people. And um, you, I'm never going to do like a super insanely heavily produced thing where if I giggle or do something wrong or, or have some kind of, you know, lack of filter that that doesn't mm -hmm. just stay in. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing with that was, I think, do, 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 do. Yeah, no, I think that's basically it is, is that you want to be growing and that everyone wants to market in a way that builds whatever they're trying to put out, but that you want to do everything for the right reasons. I just, at the end of the day, you know why you have followers. So that gal in, you know, God bless her. She's got a kick and bod and she's the in her top. bikini. Yeah. She, she knows at the end of the day, that's why she got the subscribers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless she's doing mm -hmm. something awesome too. Like, unless it's like she's putting out some other stuff too, but that's probably a main reason. And you'll probably note that a lot of her followers are not even into kind of yoga or something. Um, it's more of a physical um, visual thing. And just so, to, yeah, just to be clear, we're not hating on anyone for wearing a bikini or a tube top. No. It's, it's, it's the, the intent behind it and right. not being authentic and the being right. cl clickbait. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the only thing where, that's the only reason why this is coming up. Exactly. So, so I'm, wear, I'm, wear your bikinis, wear your wear tube your tops. Yes. We don't hate on that. that. I, I don't care. Put that out there. But I'm saying when the intention is in the guise of, I just put this here to put this spiritual quote out for you. And this is about the spiritual quote. Let's be real. It's not necessarily about the spiritual quote. That's, yeah. that's all. And I know that's sort of controversial, but I am all about, I mean, get your, get your vitamin D, get that bikini on because we need vitamin D big time, especially right now. With what's yeah. Going on. So yeah. yeah, for sure. So, so where can people find you? You mentioned YouTube. Do you want to um, tell yeah. us your YouTube uh, handle? I am at Lizzie Brooks Yoga and Fitness. And it's I-E, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, -I -E, um, Lizzie Brooks Yoga and Fitness. And um, I'm on Instagram at Lizzie Brooks Yoga. And my website is Lizzie Brooks Yoga. And um, mm. I, I want people to... Um, find me, especially on YouTube. And then in the comments, uh, you can tell me. So if we're not connected on Facebook or anything like that, I, I more so want to connect with people who might not know me personally um, through YouTube. And then if you do have things that you want, like I said, I'm trying to listen to what content people are wanting. And that helps me to choose what videos I'm going to do to just put a little you know, like, Hey, I would really be interested to see this, or I haven't seen this done, or I'm confused about this. Can you clarify that or shed light on this so that I can just keep putting out there again? I'm curious about what people want. So if I ask, then I'll know, <laughs> let me know. And 
And those who are listening, if you ask, if you comment on you, her YouTube, she might make a video especially for you. That's right. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you're, okay. So the next, this is, this is, I'm using a gimmick right now. Okay. So we talked about this. This isn't, so these are the, this is the type of gimmick I'm okay with. <laughs> okay. Um, I am um, going to give, I'm going to offer a raffle. So um, I am, again, being honest, I'm trying to grow this channel and subscribing helps. So I'm going to, through my next 50 subscribers, they'll all be entered into a raffle. And in that raffle, whoever wins that um, gets a free custom yoga video. So, or it can be yoga and weights or whatever you're looking for. But basically I will send you a list of questions and what exactly you need. And then I'll tailor a practice exactly to that person that will be videoed and sent to them. So, um, and they can own that then for good. Um, so yes, I am going to hold a raffle with the next 50 folks to get, do a giveaway. That is awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening now, subscribe. It costs nothing to subscribe. Yeah. Lizzie's dog is amazing. Her videos are amazing. <laughs> Do it for the you dog. Might, yeah. You might get a video that's yeah. custom made for you. I've never heard of that before. I think that is awesome. Aww, so yeah, great. check her out. And um, I hope to have you back on the show soon. Oh, thanks so much. This has been great. I really appreciate it. You're a very wonderful interviewer. I don't think I could do what you do. <laughs> I'm oh. good at a couple things, not that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Right. You too. That's all I have for today's episode about yoga and being exactly who you are with the lovely Lizzie Brooks. And I hope you feel inspired and empowered by this conversation and check out some of Lizzie's videos on her YouTube channel, Lizzie Brooks Yoga and Fitness. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. My favorite one at the moment is Yoga for Anxiety Plus Puppies. If you liked what you heard, please show us some love and share with your friends. And if you would like to help the podcast even further, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you leave us a review or subscribe to our listener support, we will send you podcast stickers with a love note. When you do either, be sure to email us your mailing address so you can receive those things. Our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out y-o-g-a-a-n-d podcast at gmail. Please follow us on Instagram. Our handle is yoga and podcast and let us know if you have any specific topics for the show. We now have merch uh, such as coffee mugs, tote bags, and t-shirts. To find out more, you can visit us at ashleyweberyoga.com forward slash podcast and all that will be in the show notes. See you next week.